So, I've been trying something new. And it's being kinder to myself. And I'm not gonna lie, it's hard. And it's weird. And it's unnatural, I would say. I don't know if you've seen it on social media, yung mga... Don't forget to be kind to yourself. Uh, don't forget to take care of yourself and rest. Talk to yourself like you're your best friend. Yung mga ganyan. Yeah, it's everywhere on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, people are telling other people this. I've had people tell me this. I'm sure you have too. And the reason I'm trying to, you know, do this, be kind to myself, is because I'm having a hard time finding motivation to work on my thesis. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Hindi ko siya maharap. And this episode is kind of my way of confronting myself about it and telling myself, oh, we can't keep doing this self. We have to do something. And so this is it. And this is why the podcast is so personal to me. You know, the things that we talk about are things that I'm working on for myself also. I'm not here to give you advice because I'm looking for the answers. I'm looking for more questions to ask myself and things to learn about and things to unlearn. So we're pretty much in this together. You know, this is not me telling you what I know because I don't know anything. (laughs) And in a lot of the episodes... We have hard and deep conversations with other people, but this show is also, you know, having hard conversations with yourself or with myself, with ourselves. (laughs) So the reason naman why I'm choosing being kind to myself as a way to motivate myself is because I don't want to motivate myself the way I've been doing for the longest time because it's so toxic. I'm a very self-critical person, so I don't talk to myself with kindness. Pero ano ha, hindi ko napapansin na ginagawa ko siya. It's more on subtle internal dialogues that I have that I don't even notice that have been so toxic and harmful. I'm constantly beating myself up for the things that I can't do and the things that I can't do well. Alam mo yun, yung... Kasi alam ko hindi ako magaling, so paulit-ulit yun in my head. And I'm always pushing myself to my limit, even beyond sometimes, emotionally and mentally and physically. Yung ginagawa ko pa, obviously before quarantine was, I would sit myself down, and everybody does this, I would sit myself down in a coffee shop for 14 hours, plus plus, straight, so that, you know, I can force myself to work. Walang takas kasi nasa coffee shop. Tapos, kaya kong hindi matulog two days straight. Running on adrenaline. Oh my god. Tapos, kakain lang ako para hindi ako mamatay. <laughs> Ganun kalala. Kakain lang ako kasi alam ko if I don't eat, hihimatayin ako. Because that's happened before. So, I just eat for the sake of survival. <laughs> And I would keep telling myself na halaman lang, halaman lang. Don't yung sa Frozen, ano ba yun? Conceal, don't feel, charot. Pero ganun nga. Um, tapos lagi kong sinasabi sa sarili ko, tiisin mo lang, tiisin mo lang, just get through this requirement or this deadline. And it always felt like I was dragging my feet across the way, the whole way. I had to suppress 
my breakdowns and my feelings. So, I felt really unstable emotionally. Yung parang feeling ko, naiiyak ako lagi. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so depressing. But anyway, uh, this is why, you know, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to put myself through that. And I'm not saying I'm better than you because I'm choosing not to. I understand that sometimes we don't have a choice. We have to meet the deadline. But for me personally, I just, I can't. <laughs> I can't. It's just making my relationship with work even worse. And I feel like this is why doing my work makes me anxious. Parang na-associate ko na yung anxiety ko sa archy work ko. So every time I open my files, I shut down. I can't really explain it, but I just, I can't function. And I just really have a hard time with it. I even had a phase where I was motivating myself with anger. And I spent the entire semester fueling myself with rage in trying to prove my professor wrong. <laughs> God, I hated that guy. Um, so, you know, I was just using my anger to churn out my outputs. And I was angry at myself because my prof wasn't happy with what I was submitting. And I was angry at everybody else because he wasn't treating them the way he was treating me. And so, you know, I was just mad. And I felt terrible because although it got me through the semester and it pushed me, I just felt so drained all the time. And I was designing for the wrong reasons. And I wasn't learning. You know, professors who think that giving us tough love is helping us learn, it's not. It's completely unnecessary. I think if my profs weren't so critical with me, I wouldn't have so much trouble emotionally and mentally to work. Like, it's really affected my daily life. So if you're a teacher or if you're a professor, don't do it positive reinforcement all the time every time so self-criticism is the one that talks us into draining ourselves to be productive on a normal day siguro i would have motivated myself by um so if i'm sitting down and i'm working i would be telling myself tapusin mo yan wag kang tatayo diyan ng hindi mo tinatapos yan parang ganun tapos at the end of the day my inside voice would be like yan lang yung natapos mo tagal-tagal mong nakaupo tas wala kang nagawa <laughs> yeah so we don't like her we don't like that voice and so pinapalayas ko na siya <laughs> And I'm gonna talk about this a little bit later, but our self-critical voice can either quote-unquote whip us up into shape or it paralyzes us because we're so consumed by our self-critical thoughts that we can't work and that's happening to me right now. Tapos yung problem din dun is you can keep scaring yourself and pushing yourself hard like that. But then you also reach a point na wala ka nang pake. <laughs> like, I, I've had moments where I just don't have the sense of urgency and I'm just not... I kaya kong hindi magpasa ng something. Would I say I, I had given up? Um... Maybe. <laughs> when that happens, it's, it's just parang namanhid na ako na the adrenaline isn't working anymore. It's kind of like when your parents would scare you as a kid sa silly things like kay guard, ganyan, susumbong ka nila sa guard. And then you start telling yourself like, okay, tapos. <laughs> Almost like angst. 
So, we're going for the self-compassion route. <laughs> so, why is it weird? You know, common misconceptions about self-compassion is that we think it's weakness. We think that it undermines motivation kasi parang self-indulgent ka. So, how will you motivate yourself if you're being nice to yourself and letting yourself rest and giving yourself the good stuff? And for me, like I said, I can be cynical. You know, my friends even say, Alam mo, sobrang nega mo. And then I don't even realize that I'm nega until someone points it out. And I hate it. I don't like that about me. But I'm just a practical person. I don't sugarcoat things. I can be blunt to my friends. I'm frank. So being soft with myself, it's unnatural for me. Okay, so the question is, what does it really mean to be compassionate to yourself? And I actually did a bit of research. Para siyempre, I know what I'm talking about. And it's backed up by science. <laughs> and it's funny, when, when you do research on something, wala lang. Ang galing lang kasi parang it really does become legit to you. And self-compassion is super legit. It doesn't seem like it, but it is. There's a lot of studies behind it. And so I found this person who has done more than a decade of research on self-compassion. And her name is Dr. Kristin Neff. And she says there are three components to self-compassion. And I'm going to be focusing on one lang. So that's self-criticism or self-judgment. But the other two components I've actually touched on in episode 7. And I didn't know at the time that I was talking about self-compassion already until I researched about it recently. And then I realized, oh wow, this is episode 7. Anyway, uh, I'll talk a little bit about it na lang, just briefly. So, the first two components are common humanity and mindfulness. So, common humanity just means that you're being compassionate to yourself by knowing you're not alone. Because, you know, when something goes wrong, we think, why is this happening to me? Why does this always happen to me? And I've, I've had this mentality. But really, this is how it's supposed to be. Things go wrong and it goes wrong for everybody. We just don't know it. And, you know, actually, the podcast made me realize that we all share the same but different pain. You guys have been messaging me about your own experience with all the topics that we've covered so far. And you, you've told me your stories and how you've dealt with the topics in your own lives and that has made me feel so much less alone does that make sense so much less alone <laughs> but you get my point it it means so much to me that you share that and it has made me feel more compassionate to myself because i know that oh other people go through this i didn't know and it blows my mind every time. So yeah, and Kristen Neff also mentioned that it's in our evolution how human connection makes us feel safe. And another thing about the common humanity component is that it's realizing that what you're doing, what you're struggling with, it's hard. Because we always downplay ourselves and we downplay our struggles with something because we think that it's supposed to be easy. Why am I having a hard time with this? But it's really valid. The truth is, it's hard and we have to acknowledge that. It's not abnormal, but it's definitely hard. Okay, the other component naman is mindfulness. So that's more about being with your suffering as it is, sitting with your feelings, holding 
your grief or your fear or your pain in loving connected presence. That's the term that Kristen Neff used, loving connected presence, um, and not making those feelings go away. She said to tell yourself, wow, this is really hard. I need to be kind to myself in this moment. What do I need right now? And when I first heard it, I was like, hmm, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> Because I feel like it takes a lot of work on your relationship with yourself to be able to talk to yourself like that. And it's okay if you're not there yet where you can talk to yourself like that. I'm not there yet, but, um, you know, hopefully we get there. So yeah, but but really, it's about checking in on yourself emotionally, physically, and mentally. And the easiest way to do that is by observing your body physically, yung mas madale. Because it's easier to notice the physical tightness in your body versus figuring out the reason why you're upset and why you're feeling the way you're feeling. And she explained that we can use these physical triggers to figure out how we're feeling. I had this moment, this very emotional moment while I was doing yoga, or was it meditation? One of those things, and I was being asked to touch my arms and my legs. And then I started crying because I was thinking like, I've gone through so much in my body and only my body knows how much I've been through and the places that I've been to that were hard. And I started crying <laughs> because I'm always so emotional. But yeah, starting from the physical really helps to go inward. Like that can be the first step, going inward. And yeah, we lessen the hurt and the negativity when we don't resist it and shame ourselves for it. And that's also really hard. It's hard to, to not resist it because that's our instinct, diba? But I think it just means that we have to let go and, you know, not fight it. Okay, moving on to the main component, which is self-criticism and self-judgment. That has been my main motivator so far, criticizing myself. And it can be effective. It has gotten me through my deadlines and everything. But according to Dr. Kristen Neff, it develops fear of failure and performance anxiety. And when I read this, I was like, this makes so much sense. I'm going through performance anxiety and that's why I'm so paralyzed whenever I start doing archie work because of my fear of failure. You know, my mom actually pointed out that I don't pursue projects or things that I know will end up failing or don't have a 100% successful outcome. And of course, I was in denial. I was like, what? No, I'm a risk taker. <laughs> But then I thought about it and then I realized, oh, oh, no. I mean, I pursue it pero there is a lot of hesitation about it. Okay, so anyway, where does self-criticism come from? Kristen Neff explained that our brain actually has a negativity bias. There's an explanation why we focus more on the negative and not so much the positive. And it's actually because of evolution. We zero in on the problem that needs to be fixed so that we can troubleshoot ourselves. So the positive comments, they bounce off of us para hindi na natin isipin kasi hindi naman siya problem. And so we beat ourselves up so we can be better. And she said that self-criticism is a fight-flight-freeze response to fix a problem. And it's a fight-flight-freeze response to ourselves. 
So the fight takes the form of self-criticism. The flee is when we isolate ourselves in shame. And the freeze is when we're paralyzed in thoughts and hoping the danger will pass. And that's what I'm going through. I'm going through the freeze response. And you know, when it comes to mistakes and failure, we act like it's life or death. We criticize ourselves Because the threat is inward. Tayo yung problem or like ako yung problem. And we're personally threatened by ourselves. It's actually a matter of feeling safe with yourself. Whoa, so deep. (laughs) And it's also possible that the criticism we tell ourselves, we were told them in the past. So maybe as kids, by our parents or bullies. And the main argument that Kristen Neff makes is that Self-compassion is a better motivator than self-criticism and self-esteem. Because self-esteem, it depends on external factors and your achievements. Some days, you have self-esteem. Some days, you don't. It depends on your judgment of yourself based on your achievements and your image to other people. Like, self-esteem is there when you feel your best and self-compassion will always be there for you. It's it's rooted on your self-love because you love yourself no matter what, no matter if you fail or if you achieve things. Those are the three components of self-compassion. Common humanity, mindfulness, and self-kindness. Self-kindness to address self-criticism. And again, Kristen Neff made an analogy of self-compassion having a yin and a yang. So the yin is acceptance, accepting how you feel, accepting yourself, regardless of your flaws and your weaknesses. And the yang is taking action to help ourselves because we love ourselves. Accepting our sadness and our pain and at the same time, doing something about it. This was a common theme in what Awi, Margot, and Bea talked about in the last episodes. Acceptance and accountability. Taking medicine and going to therapy and all of these things won't matter if you you don't decide to actively do something and work on yourself. It's a choice that you have to make. And it's the choice that I'm trying to make. So other things that you can do to be compassionate to yourself other than checking in on yourself, checking in on your feelings, and sitting with your feelings, and other than knowing you're not alone and knowing that everyone is sharing your pain in a different way, acknowledging that what you're doing is not easy and it's actually a really hard thing. Apart from all of these active acts of self-soothing, it also boils down to how we talk to ourselves. And that's where self-affirmations come in. And I know how we all feel about self-affirmations. And self-affirmations are probably the weirdest thing to do. You know, telling yourself, I am confident. I am worth it. It's weird because we're so used to doing negative self-talk to a point that it really does feel natural and normal. So when you try talking to yourself with kindness, it feels like you're lying to yourself. But the good news is, Kristen Neff says that 
self-compassion, it takes practice. It's weird at first, but you get used to it. It's not necessarily because you're lying to yourself. But at the same time, when you tell yourself negative things, negative judgment about yourself, is it necessarily true? Is it based on facts? Maybe yes. But there might also be evidence that positive judgment about you might be true. And we haven't even tried opening up ourselves to that. But yeah, self-compassion takes practice and I didn't even think of it that way. So that's that was really mind-blowing for me. And also, one of the best things that I learned from Kristen Neff is that research proves that you can give yourself love that your parents or no one else could. And you can reap the benefits from that by touching yourself and telling yourself things that you would want to hear from other people. It's not just made up. <laughs> There's empirical evidence that it affects your brain in a really, really good way. And it's actually called reparenting. So you can give the love that you weren't given as a child if you were from um, an abusive family. You can give that to yourself. So we just keep practicing talking to ourselves with kindness until we unlearn hurting ourselves with our inside voice. And Kristen Neff said that self-compassion and opening your heart can be destabilizing because you're so used to keeping it shut to survive and make it through. And I, I definitely identified with that. But she explained that one way we can do that is we can open and close our heart. You know, try it. Step in and step out incrementally and gradually. We'll learn to keep it open for longer periods of time. And that's so interesting because I I didn't think of it that way that we can we can kind of step in internally testing the waters and then step out because when you fully step in a lot of trauma might come out a lot of fear a lot of pain that we can we can just dip our toes in first and then eventually we can wade in it and then eventually we'll, we'll be so comfortable opening our heart to ourselves and eventually you'll feel safe with yourself and it's so it's so amazing to me that self compassion is hard because we don't feel safe with ourselves because it's so true i feel so threatened by by what i lack and i feel like you have to be honest with yourself about what you want and need and feel because it's really hard to be honest with yourself about how you feel and really give yourself the attention that you need sometimes pride takes over to compensate feeling threatened by ourselves we put ourselves through painful situations and say that you're doing it for you so you can be happy but when we think about it sometimes you realize that you're doing it for someone or something else or so that they don't think badly of you for example i think one of the kindest things i did for myself was postponing my thesis submission <laughs> sana walang nakikinig na batchmates ko because i'm i'm insecure about it but we're already here so let's talk about it it was the kindest thing i did for myself because i had to be honest with myself if kaya ko ba kaya ko bang mamit yung deadline o hindi and before i had a friend who, who would always ask me that kaya ba kaya mo kaya mo makasubmit and then i would always say la naman akong choice <laughs> Obviously, I have to pass it regardless of kung kaya ko ba, regardless if I'm okay or not. The due date will come and I will submit. So, 
when I decided not to submit my thesis, nag-real talk talaga ako with myself. And I really had to think about my mental health. Because, okay, so the details of it is, we're allowed to pass our thesis until next year, May 2021. But if you want to graduate na, we could submit by the end of May this year. And then the next submission date is November this year. And then the next one is May next year. So the only difference is that you get your diploma and everything earlier if you pass your thesis earlier. So I I weighed my pros and cons and I came up with just one con. And it's that people will think na hindi na naman ako graduate this year or like... I don't know, I, I feel like people will judge me because I didn't pass my thesis and everybody else did. And then I thought to myself, can I deal with that? Can I deal with people judging me? And yes, yes I can because I'm the one who has to deal with the trauma of sacrificing my mental health. And if I have naman the choice to do what I can, when I can, but the cost is that people will know I got left behind, then I can deal with that. We put ourselves through emotionally tough situations and say, we don't have a choice, but we do. It's it's that we're scared of what people will think and we judge ourselves because we didn't meet the expectations we set for ourselves. And it can be a career choice or a relationship thing. Whatever it is, always go back to what's important to you. Anyone or anything outside of that don't matter. And that's what I try to remember for myself whenever I realize that I I have a choice. I, I can control some of these things and make it easier for me. Something that I like to think to myself is, if I die tomorrow, would I be happy with the choice I would be making right now? I think parang yun yung true meaning ng YOLO. It's not that you you should be reckless, but it puts into perspective what matters to you. If I didn't care about what other people think, which choice would I make? If I didn't judge myself, which choice would I make? And also sometimes we justify it and say, but this is the choice I made for myself dati pa, and I finish what I start. Pride says that you already invested so much time and energy, and people know how much you invested in that choice. But the truth is, you can change your mind, because no one else owns your mind except you. Your opinions change, your values can change. If you feel like it's not good for you, you have the power to change your mind. Having that internal dialogue with yourself and weighing your your options and really considering your feelings, I feel like that is my form of self-compassion. You know, asking yourself, who am I doing this for? Is it for me? Was finishing my thesis early, quote-unquote early, is it for me or is it because I don't want to come out as someone who couldn't take it, diba? You're only a coward, I feel like, when you don't consider your options, when you run away, right away, without thinking about it. I think there's as much honor in knowing your limits or respecting your limits and then being there for yourself when you make these hard decisions and telling yourself, I'm here for you, whatever you decide. Choosing your battles and considering if it's a battle that you can fight at a later time. Um, I'm not trying to be B.I. <laughs> I'm not saying, wag kayo magpasa ng mga kailangan yung ipasa. 
But I'm saying that being kind to yourself can also mean realizing that you have a choice in a lot of things, in small things that can make it easier for you. And we have to realize that we can't keep letting life make these decisions for us. For example, you have a choice if you want to submit something perfect and you want to work hard on it. But you also have a choice to submit yung pwede na. Sometimes that's enough, you know, just done is better than perfect. You don't always have to be the best in everything. You don't always have to perform your best. And you have a choice to do that. And we have a choice to reduce our stress over this, over academics or work by making choices in our personal lives like maybe distancing ourselves from toxic people can help us work better example lang yun ah. i'm trying to think of more but um i guess to apply all these um components of self-compassion and everything just to explain it better back in may when i was working and draining myself to finish my thesis mindfulness helped me realized that I was reaching my limit, that my mental health was really suffering and and I'm about to reach a breaking point. And then common humanity played a role in my thinking to myself that this isn't supposed to be easy. This isn't supposed to be easy for me to finish this by this date because we're in, in the middle of a pandemic. And you remember how crazy it was the early stages of lockdown. It was really hard for me. And then my self-kindness showed itself when I had that internal dialogue with myself. And I was calling myself out for the way I wasn't eating, the way I wasn't taking care of myself, and the way that I was pushing myself. I think you know, okay, you can do self-affirmations to release your self-critical voice, but I think just being able to have that talk with yourself, to confront yourself about how you're not treating yourself right, I think that is self-kindness. It's also like how we romanticize expanding our comfort zone. You know, we throw ourselves in, in uncomfortable situations and justify it as something that will make us grow and be better. But really, when you're passionate about something, you're going to naturally put yourself in situations that expand your comfort zone, and you won't even realize it because you're enjoying and learning. You don't have to push yourself and torture yourself and say, this is broadening my comfort zone. And I, I feel like I did that for such a long time and parang na-traumatize ako dahil dun. Because that was the mentality that was pounded on me by adults. And it's wrong. Like, we shouldn't feel like we have to put ourselves through that. Our parents and boomers, they tell us that suffering and giving ourselves a hard time is preparing us for the harshness of the outside world. But really, the outside world is harsh because we keep conditioning ourselves to think like that. We think that being soft is being lenient. Being soft is weak. When you treat someone with kindness, it means that easily manipulated ka. Diba? Parang the world doesn't have to be harsh if we all could just be kind to everybody else and not judge it for something other than kindness. Alam mo yun? For good intention. 
So, sobrang walang trust natin sa isa't isa and sa sarili natin. The image of kindness is so tainted. Like, that's so, that's so crazy to think. It's so easy to be kind, but we make it so hard for ourselves and for other people. But we can change that. We can start now by being kind to ourselves so that we can be kind to others. So, yeah, napalayo na tayo. So, I guess for myself and for my thesis, ang game plan ko na lang is just to be super supportive with myself and and really try to practice talking to myself consciously in in a very loving way even if it's weird <laughs> so yeah i guess what i'm going to do is just take it one click at a time if that's what it takes and really just keep having that internal dialogue na okay okay ka pa maybe just take it one click at a time like okay click Okay ka pa? Okay pa tayo? Kamusta si ano? Si heart? Okay pa? Kamusta si head? Okay pa? Okay. Next click. <laughs> okay, but I guess to close, um, on the topic of pushing yourself so hard, I just want to share this quote that um, from a book that I'm reading, and it's called The Daily Stoic. By seeing each day and each situation as a kind of training exercise, the stakes suddenly become a lot lower. The way you interpret your own mistakes and the mistakes of others is suddenly a lot more generous. It's certainly a more resilient attitude than going around acting like the stakes of every encounter put the championship on the line. When you catch an elbow or an unfair blow today, shake off the pain and remind yourself, I'm learning. My sparring partner is learning too. This is practice for both of us. That's all. I know a bit more about him or her, and from my reaction, they're going to learn a little bit more about me too. And the title of that entry is Things Happen in Training. <laughs> and I thought that was that was a really good way to look at things, that Every day, every hardship is just part of your training. It's not the final battle. It's not the final performance. And the final performance doesn't count as much as your training. So it just puts the pressure off of you. Yun lang. Share ko lang. <laughs> so again, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. This is just my take. Um, if you have any thoughts that you want to share, your quadruple take, please DM me at at project double take on Instagram. Or you can also shoot me an email at projdoubletake at gmail.com. So yeah, that's it. Good luck, good luck. Please be kind to yourself. <laughs> now you know what it means. And please remember that there's science behind it and it's proven to be very effective. It's more effective than criticizing yourself or boosting your self-esteem. Self-kindness is legit. <laughs> okay, that's it. Bye!